Welcome to the Money Spot, the show where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katsonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, we've got a question from Linda. Hi, Heather. My name's Linda. I would like to have a comfortable retirement, but I'm not sure how much money I need to have saved up in order to achieve this goal. I'm not particularly extravagant, but I do want to be able to afford at least two holidays a year. I additionally don't have access to a fixed workplace pension, so I need to live within the means of my own investments and the state pension. How should I go about working this out? Thanks. Thanks for this question, Linda. It is another one of those great questions because I think a lot of people wonder this. If you're into finance or search personal finance stuff on the internet, I bet you've seen this Fisher Investments advert that goes something along the lines of, will a million be enough for retirement? And they've had that advert going for years, they never updated. So let's see if we can answer that question right here. There are a few ways to think about this particular question. Firstly, when do you want to retire? The reason that this matters is that your state pension will only kick in at the state retirement age, which is anywhere between 65 and 70, depending on how old you are. Uh, So if you retire earlier than this, you will need to make up the difference from your own investments. You also need to consider your living situation during retirement. If you're likely to be married or in a relationship, then you'd have two state pensions coming into the household, but not double the costs. For instance, utility bills don't double with double the number of occupants in a home. You would also need to factor in that even if you are in a relationship, one person will probably outlive the other, and at that point, one source of pension income might be lost. So, there are two ways that your savings and investments can be used to secure your income in retirement. The first way is to buy what's called an annuity. And the second way is to just draw down your income from that pot of money slowly over time. I'll start off with the annuity. An annuity is a financial product that provides a guaranteed income for life. Essentially, you take a lump sum of money that you've saved up, give it to a financial provider, and they tell you how much they can pay you for life, depending on the features you want. So, for example, They can give you a fixed amount every month for life, or they can increase that amount every year according to inflation. If you want an annuity that grows with inflation, the starting amount will be a bit smaller than if you go for the option of going for just a pure fixed amount that doesn't change throughout your retirement. You can also buy an annuity that covers one person's life or two people's lives. So once the first person dies, the annuity continues to pay out until the second person named on the annuity also dies. I think you can even include a feature whereby when the first person dies, there'll be a little dip in the annuity amount. Annuities used to be very popular in the past, but because interest rates have fallen drastically since the 2008 financial crisis, they haven't been so attractive. How much would you need if you were planning on retiring today? and we're getting a state pension, and we're planning on buying an annuity. Well, according to This Is Money, and if you go to the blog resource, there is a link to the article where I got this information. This Is Money, who in turn quote a source or a report by Royal London, you'll need £260,000. 
Royal London's sums were based on the amount needed to bridge the gap between an 8,500 state pension and two-thirds of the £26,700 average salary. Two-thirds of 26700 is 17800 This means Royal London assuming that you'd be able to live on 17800 every year, and out of this, 8500 would be coming from your state pension, and 9300 would be coming from the purchase of the annuity, which you would purchase with this £260,000. These figures suggest the annuity is giving you a return on your £260,000 of just 3.6%. In my opinion, that's a very poor return and not even worth getting the annuity. This is money also confirming their article that if you plan to retire in 30 years' time rather than today, this 260000 becomes 400000 and this further assumes that annuity rates improve by then. If interest rates are just as low in 30 years' time as they are now, and if we assume average inflation of 3% per year, which is what it's been historically, then instead of 260k, you would need 630k. A big difference versus the 400k. Personally, I don't recommend the annuity route at all. If you're happy to take a little risk, then you'd be far better off just drawing on the invested money. Which takes me to my next way of providing for yourself in retirement, the drawdown method. The most popularized rule for drawing down on your invested pot is something called the 4% rule. The 4% rule essentially says that if you draw down 4% of an invested pot every year, you're not likely to run out of money over a 30-year period. While the study that came up with the 4% rule used 30 years as the period during which a person would be retired, the general conclusion is that even at the end of that 30 years, the money invested will have grown because the average drawdown rate of 4% is lower than the average growth rate of your investments. So for example, if your investments grew by 7% in the last year, then if you only take 4%, it means you're still ahead. It means your pot of money has grown. The beauty of drawing down rather than buying an annuity is that whatever is left when you die can be passed on to children, charities, or whatever you choose. With an annuity, the payments die with you. So, for example, if you bought the annuity that got you £9,300 a year today and died next month, goodbye £260,000. That's it. The full benefit of your early demise goes straight to the financial institution that sold you the annuity in the first place. Rubbish, right? Well, that's what you get for playing it too safe. If we take the 260,000 lump sum we've been using as an example and continue with it for just the example purposes, then a 4% drawdown would produce 10,400 in the first year, which is better than 9,300 which we're getting from the annuity that this is money talked about. Not only that, in the following year, it could be that you'll be basing the drawdown on a bigger number than the £260,000 because the investments will have grown in value. The average growth rate of the stock market over the last few decades has been 10% before accounting for inflation. Of course, this says nothing about the future as stock market returns in the future could be better than this 10% or worse than this. We have no idea. 
rather than working backwards from what income a given lump sum will give you, let's try to figure out how much you'll probably need to spend in retirement. That is, let's work out your desired retirement income. Once we have your desired income, we will subtract income from your state pension, any other pensions and any other income sources like property. We'll then divide that gap by 4%. And this will give you the value of investment assets that you are going to need in retirement. I'll share two sources that I found for trying to work out how much money you'll need in retirement. Let's start with source one. So source one, and this is a direct quote from moneyfacts.co.uk. They say, according to research carried out by Loughborough University and the Pensions and Lifetime Savings Association, PLSA, workers who only manage to save enough for a retirement income that provides them with £10,200 a year, this is 15700 for couples, will achieve a minimum living standard. Those who manage to save enough for 20200 a year, that's for a single person, or 29100 for a couple, will be able to live a moderate lifestyle during retirement. And those who are able to save enough for 33000 a year, which is 47500 for couples, almost 50k for a couple, will be able to enjoy a comfortable retirement. This 33000 a year, or 47500 for a couple, includes holidays abroad, a generous clothing allowance, and a car. These are the lifestyles that the Loughborough University and PLSA study create. A minimum living standard, according to them, assumes a single retiree spends £38 a week on a food shop, has a one-week holiday, and one long weekend in the UK, no international holidays, each year, and won't be able to afford a car, and will have about £460 every year for clothing and footwear. That's the minimum living standard. A single person able to afford the moderate retirement, and as a reminder, that was 20k if you're single and almost 30k if you're in a couple, will be able to spend £46 on a food shop each week, enjoy two weeks in Europe, and a long weekend in the UK, just once a year. And they'll have £750 to spend on clothing and footwear. And our very comfortable couple, who have about 50k, or if they're single, have 33k, will enjoy that comfortable retirement by being allowed to spend £56 per week on their food shop. This is for the single person, by the way, sorry. They'll enjoy three weeks in Europe every year and spend 1000 to 1500 on clothing and footwear each year. I think 1000 and 1500 is, you know, pretty generous. That's all right. I don't know about you, but I would like to target the comfortable lifestyle predicted in this study or better. Using the 4% rule, if you're targeting the comfortable lifestyle, then you'd need £825,000 if you're single before accounting for state and other pension income, which, if you account for it, causes this amount needed to fall to about just over 600 k A couple who want the comfortable lifestyle, if they don't account for other pension income, would need 1.2 million, that's 1.2 million in investment assets. Or if they account for state pensions, this falls to about 770k. Before you give up, before you've even started, because these numbers look huge, and it seems like it's really hard to achieve, just keep listening. And I'll give you an example at the end of how much you need to save now. And it will actually sound a lot more achievable when you listen to it. If you're targeting a moderate or minimum living standard, 
You can calculate the equivalent numbers by following this formula. For the amount of investment assets you need before accounting for pension income, just divide the income you want to have by 4%. So if you say you want 30K, divide that by 4%, and that's 750K. If you want to account for other income that you'll get in retirement, which is usually from a fixed pension from your employer, or, and I know Grace, you said you don't have this, or the state pension or property income, whatever, subtract this amount of extra income you expect to have when you're retired from your ideal retirement income and divide by 4%. So if I go with the same 30K, if you know you're going to get 20K in retirement from property and state pension, say, then the difference is 10K that you need to make up, which means your pot only needs to be 250K. This actually very neatly brings us very close to the amount of money that This Is Money article had in it, although in that one they only assumed you'd have 8,500 of state pension, whereas here I'm assuming you'd have another 11,500 of income from other sources. As a reminder, the full state pension, before someone corrects me, is currently almost £8,800 per year. But I used 8500 in my example for simplicity and because This Is Money had that in their article as an example. If you plan to retire based on the minimum standard of living at 60, and just a reminder, it's a 10K if you're single and 16K-ish if you're in a couple, then when you start getting the state pension as well, five to 10 years later, if you're a single person, you'd be boosted to close to the moderate living standard. And if you're in a couple, you'd be boosted to just beyond the moderate living standard that this study assumed by receiving two state pensions. Assuming both people, of course, are entitled to the full state pension or very close. That's source one, an article I found on This Is Money. Let's move on to source two for calculating how much money that you're going to need when you retire each year. Using a report from the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, which is a respected charity, fidelity.co.uk allows you to start off with a basic standard of living, which costs 16300 and then they allow you to add annual costs to this, depending on the things and the lifestyle that you want when you retire. This 16300 accommodates basic rental accommodation, basic costs for food, alcohol, clothing, water, gas, electricity, council tax, household insurances and other housing costs, public transport costs and an occasional visit to the cinema. The basic 16300 cost of living assumes a single person, not a couple. Within this figure, you don't run a car, you don't eat much out at all, you don't smoke, and you don't have internet access or paid-for film channels. I guess you'd watch only free channels and you'd have to go to the local library for the internet. The article also didn't say whether you had a mobile phone or not, so I'm guessing if you have one, it's a basic one. And note that this 16300 is higher than the 10200 suggested by the Loughborough University study for a basic standard of living, but it's lower than the 20200 the Loughborough University study suggested for a moderate standard of living. So we can call this 16300 basic plus. I've given it a name. I would guess the Loughborough study assumes you've paid off your home in the basic living assumption, which could explain the difference, but who knows. So, how do we boost the 16,300 of basic income to improve our lifestyle? For four weeks in the sun each winter, 
add 3,500. For another two weeks of holiday each year, add 1,600. For dining out with friends every two weeks, add 2,200. For home improvements each year, add 3,600. This sounds like a lot to me, but anyhow, this is what was suggested on fidelity.co.uk. For a new car every five years worth £16,500, add £5,500 per year. And this could also get you a higher spec secondhand car. For health club membership, add £500 a year. For shopping trips, add £1,600 a year. For theatre concerts, etc., add £1,700 a year. And if you've added every single one of these extras, you'll be at a very comfortable 37,500 per year, which is actually not too far off the 33,000 suggested by the Loughborough University study for a comfortable retirement. And that's good because it shows a level of consistency here. This would be equivalent to 54,000 for a couple. That's only if we increase it in direct proportion to the Loughborough study. So think 54k, that's also close to the 50k they had, that 47,500. Again, quite consistent. What level of investment assets do you need to achieve this number? You need 940k if you're a single person or 1.35 million if you're a couple before the benefit of a state pension. This 1.35 million is actually very aligned with the 1.2 million we got using the Loughborough University study. Very good. I like consistency. State pension income reduces your need to save and invest by about 200k. So. You go to 740-ish K and to about 1.1 million. If you keep a budget, it might be actually easier to calculate for yourself. So this can be like source three in inverted commas. What you need to do is look at your monthly spending and just remove all the things you spend on now that you know you probably won't need to spend on in retirement, like travel to work or rent or a mortgage uh, payment if you plan to own your own home at the point of retiring. I think that's a good plan to have a fully paid off home by the time you retire. There are lots of numbers here, but it's more or less pretty straightforward once you've worked through it systematically. How much do you need to save now to live your ideal lifestyle and to hit your goal in retirement? You'll need to take the next step and figure that out. If you want me to help you do this, you can request a call. Just type themoneyspot.co.uk in your address bar and you'll be taken straight to the page on my website where you can request a call. There's a request a call feature. But as a simple example, and the reason I'm saying you should work it out is that absolutely every single person will have something different. So I can't really have a one size fits all, but I have done one example. So if you're a 22 year old couple now and you plan to retire at 65, you would only need to be saving £285 per month in total into pensions. And that's only £140 each a month. And this has to be into pensions, not into an ISA, because I'm assuming you get the tax benefit of saving into a pension in order to hit that goal of the 54K. My calculation assumes you get an average market return over those 45 years from 22 to 67. Sorry, I shouldn't, I didn't use 65. I used the age 67. But if returns average 10%, as they have in the last 45 years, you would completely overshoot 
and end up with a retirement pot of 3.7 million pounds instead of the 1.35 million you're targeting. Now, how's that for compound interest? Absolutely amazing. Obviously, if you're older, you're going to need to invest a fair amount more. But this just goes to show you that the earlier start, the more possible it is. It's freaking achievable. You can do this. Anyway, if you are enjoying listening to my podcast, please give me a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If I don't yet deserve your five star, please let me know how I can earn it. Grace, I hope you enjoyed this and that this is helpful for helping you calculate how much you need when you retire. Thank you for listening. If you want to ask me a question, read my blogs, or support this show in any way, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to my website. I also now have a few products for you on there. My property course is currently the best rated UK property course on Udemy for people who are starting out and you'll love my notes to debt freedom as well as the pamphlet on avoiding the motherhood poverty trap. Last but certainly not least, if you're enjoying listening to my podcast, I'll be very grateful for your five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If I don't yet deserve your five-star, please let me know how I can earn it. Enjoy! Enjoy!